What's up everyone? It is me, Albert, and welcome to episode 126 of Interactive Artistry. It is... is it Monday? What day is it? Oh, if only I knew the day. But anyway, I'm here in Canberra. It is extremely hot. I'm talking 39 degrees, folks. You don't want that. 39 degrees for us, at least for me, isn't the best. It's not a fun time. It is a Tuesday today. Goodness me. And yeah, the brain, the brain delay is real. I hope you've all been well. Um, it has been. What has it been? It has been an. It has been an okay week, I think. Um, I have been, of all things, reading the making of 2005's King Kong. Here, right here, I'm holding it. It's fantastic. Yes, uh, the um, the last episode, episode 125. Really, it was nice. It was nice to to you know involve the shelf, and then I just found myself unconsciously just picking something from the shelf and starting to read, and that's great. And I was I I really think I would not have done that um, if uh, yeah if I hadn't decided you know in the middle of the last episode to just say hey I'm gonna do this I'm gonna like pick something and start reading. So impromptu beneficial effects of um, of doing the show. So. I'm going to try and do a show every day for the next foreseeable period and see where that leads me because I just want to do that and just catch up with everyone, you know, all of you, that little green um, light on my laptop right now, that's all of you and all of you together are a wonderful bunch of folks who have decided to, yeah, divide divide up your time and in 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 that way that you've divided up time um involve me and uh, dedicate a little bit of uh, attention and investment to me which is wonderful i've also been diving into sekiro i can't even deal i can't even begin to deal i can't even begin to begin to deal i love it so much um you know what was so funny i i i was posted i posted on the reddit uh, something about um, how that this is uh, Miyazaki's wish fulfillment from his like earliest childhood years, and I sort of theorize nothing confirmed because he hasn't said this explicitly, but this is maybe my over empathetic side coming through, and it occurred to me that if he, if he made you know Dark Souls as a tribute to his teens of like reading his uh, you know um, Dungeons and Dragons manuals, and um, he talked about sorcery and he talked about um, yeah that being very influential to him when he when he got the Lifetime Achievement, he was actually given the award by some of the people who wrote these old books, so that was awesome. And then I I imagine Bloodborne being um, you know his tribute to uh, his early twenties um, with uh, Dramstokus uh, Bacula. That is how hot it is here, folks. The spoonerism is real. Bram Stoker's Dracula and also, yeah, H.P. Lovecraft. Um, I think he mentioned the color out of space was was big for him. Or the, the mist of Cthulhu was like a, a translation at one point. If you Google that, Hidetaka Miyazaki, mist of Cthulhu. Um, so that was like his early 20s. So then you have his teens, Dark Souls, 20s, Bloodborne. And then... Um, for his earliest childhood, it occurred to me, you know, growing up in a Japan, this is all me just doing Sherlock-esque detective work uh, or deduction work. Um, it would it would seem correct that uh, someone who uh, grows up there would, would be exposed to a bunch of Japanese folk tales and folk stories. You know, just as we are here in Australia and wherever you grow up, you just it's just part of being young in a country. You are uh, exposed to these stories. And um, then there's this anime I came across called Dororo. So D-O-R-O-R-O, Dororo, uh, which is about a ninjutsu or 
at least a warrior with a with like a prosthetic arm that like shifts so that's amazing and then there's like all these imagery allusions to like sculptors and uh, or at least the wares of sculptors so like the trust me just google it or youtube it the first episode of the 1960s series that little just imagine like a cross-legged little hirataka miyazaki like watching it makes perfect sense then there's an anime that's being cited by the game informer um uh write-ups which are amazing i i totally just bought the issue from the app store you can do it really easily just go to um itunes uh um or the app store rather just on your phone whatever it is and then just find the game informer app and then you can just buy issue by issue i'm not going to do the subscription i just kind of like to just choose the ones that interest me and i just read the whole thing it was fantastic here in this room with the air conditioning air conditioning on i don't know if you guys have this guys gals everyone but when it's hot enough it actually affects your speech and <laughs> it affects your brain so 39 was not good today it went out for um uh it's like work stuff and i walked for like 25 minutes in that heat and i am basically dead i'm dead alive but um no i committed and i want to do this thing so yeah an episode every day for a while um so that was me just and yeah so as i was doing this i was reading about sekiro and it occurred to me i just there was something i was yeah re-watching one of um vati's old videos or just watched his latest one his newest one let's see if i can straighten up my posture and see if i can use this as a positive posture there you go just for the folks listening on podcasts this is just me uh experimenting there we go that's that's nicer yes um yeah so i saw this there was a frame there was like some there was some part in the gameplay where it was just it zoomed in on uh the texture of his of his arm you know Sekiro's arm and suddenly like I had like an epiphany someone had mentioned in in the comments of one of my reddit posts um where I said yeah as part of this write-up that I said the speculative write-up about um Miyazaki doing this for his childhood um as a tribute to his childhood and stuff um i wrote that yeah this would explain why he chose this setting because they're in a in a in a, in a genre that's uh, like arguably oversaturated you know feudal japan and i was like that's also another reason because um yeah that that emotional reason as a as someone who like grew up in japan with these tales and had this impetus to want to create something someone who didn't have an emotional connection to that period maybe wouldn't have um wouldn't have wanted to use that setting so so that's what i presented as evidence of this being an emotionally driven game for him to as a tribute to his earlier years um that's what i included in in my theory you know so and then in the comments someone wrote hey i just wanted to let you know that there is uh there isn't that many um at least in western uh um games there isn't that many you know feudal japan games and then i just thought i was like well in western you're you're kind of right you know there's a lot of the, the feudal japan stuff is in japan you know with like uh i would just say just mostly J japanese um like g games that are made with the japanese demographic in mind there's that's tapped into a lot and and um anime is tapped into a lot there and, and manga but then i just i just had a pi an epiphany it's like for a western or at least western like western facing but then also global because obviously you know something like uh activision and and FromSoft, you know it's it's internationally known now and, and and more so internationally embraced i think um because that's the story if you go back to like uh demon souls it uh it, it was japan exclusive for a long time and then people learnt of the learnt of its quality and they like they 
like it was the fans really who opened those avenues like sony i think I, I don't think they had the highest confidence in what Miyazaki was making, but then, yeah, they, they pushed through and then people were ordering it, ordering the Japanese version. And then just that, that quality, like pushed through the international boundaries. So, um, so it's kind of, and, and so, yeah, I had this epiphany of just like, yeah, what the hell? I, you know, Neo came about, yes. Um, and Neo 2 is coming out and Ghost of Tsushima is going to be more historical, and then Neo just like Neo, I think I'm hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. It has it has a uh, yeah, it's 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 doing feudal Japan, but not it, again. I, I think I spoke about this on earlier episodes. It's just doing it. Neo does it in a different way. So, like the easiest and most diplomatic way to say it is just different stylistically. Uh, if I had to use, I'm very t- <laughs> I'm t- tired, overheated now. But what I would say is that it's like I would I, I don't know like um, maybe cl- safer the 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 adaptations of uh, some of the creatures there's not that much i mean i hope i look i really don't mean to uh, disparage the game I, like i know it has so many fans and, and i appreciate that and that's that's wonderful i lo- i certainly like things a lot um that uh, people aren't um you know the biggest fans of that's fine um so yeah i just found neo's you know tekken you know tekken's kind of i don't know it's like over perfect it's what is this design choice i wish i had more vocabulary to articulate there's something about like Tekken, where everything's just that little bit too perfect and a little bit too, like the lead lead guy's name. Uh, I can't remember their name, but the guy, you know, the protagonist of Neo, um, uh, and everything seems just a little bit like snappy and and slick. And with From Software, there's always something like like dilapidated and like, and that's why I saw the arm, and the arm just became this like metaphor for this epiphany that that Sekiro is extremely unique. I had it of all things. I had a. I had a flash of like um, Jim Henson. Like, what if like Sekiro's like arm looks like something that if someone in a Jim Henson workshop would put together? Like, it's so so unique and 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 like 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 cobbled together. And now and it's just imperfection. I don't know. It just it's more interesting to me personally, you know. And I just was so drawn. And like my my excitement has just taken a whole other step with the with the the game in form of, game in, game in form of footage and like just got goosebumps just then. And uh, yeah, I by the way I spoke with um, uh, Optional Extra recently, another bunch of folks here in Australia doing um, uh, yeah a channel about a uh, game focused channel, and I talked with um, uh, Russell. Um, uh, or is it Mitchell? No, I always get them confused. Spoke with Mitchell, and that was cool. So you can check that out. I, I did a post about it on on YouTube with like the community posts. So we talked about that, and and just the excitement is so real. And you know, I had today um, with this work stuff. I don't know. I won't go into it too much, but I just had a moment of like, ah, oh, you know, I I don't believe in the whole phrasing of like adulting. Like, hey, I don't even use that phrase. Like, because you know, you're just living. You change ages, and you get older, and yeah you know responsibilities shift and that's fine so it was it was that's fine like works fine but this was a particularly like like soulless like i just i was spending time with some really like you know bless their hearts for the peace that they've reached with what they do and i won't name names or anything but i I just like after this uh work stuff that i did i just like fell on my back onto some grass outside and i just i was listening to ninja sex party and I was just over it. 
<laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't mind being an adult, but sometimes it just goes too far. Maybe some of the government workers out there can relate. Yeah, there's there's a certain level where it's like, that's that's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, we have this work to do easy peasy and you do it and it's, yeah, not the most inspiring stuff, but then you go home and you're just like, yeah, I'm ultimately really grateful for this job where I'm inside an office and that's great. But then there are some days at work where the work where the the, the nomenclature and the the words being used are just so impenetrably gibberish like 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 just work gibberish you know anyway little surprise look what just happened on my on my playstation that is vain it's just finished downloading so i'm going to be playing that very soon i cannot wait so that's going to be fun to do but I'll finish this episode before I do that. Oh, actually, maybe you can watch along with me. Isn't that interesting? Press X to start. Maybe I'll keep that as atmospherics, or maybe I'll mute it. We'll see. Anyway, thanks for bearing with my little rotating setup. So, yeah. So, as well as having in mind that, you know, I would be getting home <laughs> and I'd be out of there. This is the story of all people who work, am I right? That it's like, it's okay. You, you In your mind, you're just... You're just telling yourself, it's okay, I'm going to go home and I will be out in the trees and the grass and I will be outside of this office and it'll be okay. I don't, I don't, and again, I don't have that bad of a relationship with work. It's fine. But some days, all the people out there with government jobs and then like maybe like uh, extremely, like jobs that have part of parts of them that are just thick with just just gibberish language about processes and legisl legislation and all that stuff. It just... It fried my brain, and it was already 39 degrees today. So, so yeah, so that happened. And, and so then had, having this, I try to, I protect it, this little flame of non-jadedness that I have uh, for this excitement, for this, like, Shinobi game. It was so cool. I was like, I was reading the issue. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be jumping around, you know, flying around with my with my grappling hook and stuff. It's going to be fantastic. And here's, here's another thing with 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 um dark souls 3 when it came out i like you know the whole thing with the thrones uh, it's been a few years obviously 2016 so i'm not spoiling too much hopefully and i won't go into the story but the thing with the thrones and the hub area the idea of a hub area you know maybe this is extremely ignorant of me but the whole idea of like an adventure game with a safe hub area um you know it started with bloodborne with well my, my entry into the uh, you know from soft games with, with was with bloodborne and it just was the greatest. It was so cozy. And I kept having this, uh, like, you know, the Hunter's Refuge is just, like, who would, like, that's a place of mental solace. Gosh darn. Even if there's all that, you know, um, eerie, a little bit, eerie. it's a little bit eerie and it's a little bit um, spooky. But, you know, the fireplace and the candles and, and the books everywhere. And, yeah, like, Lovecraft wrote about, um, you know, being lost in the dreamlands and then people coming up with, like, constructions of their happiest places so that they could be safe there. So I, I I quite liked that idea of of, of a safe space because you know it's almost like a, a meditative space that you go to if your day has been heavy heavy or hectic. And again, you know I'm sure there have been essays out there written about the metaphorical power of of Dark Souls um, and how it's helped people like overcome toughness, you know, and like in their real lives and how it sort of um, helps cultivate and nurture like mental resilience, you know, which is nice. 
So yeah, that was the day I had and just like my excitement for Sekiro skyrocketed for like several reasons. That epiphany about it actually being quite unique. I just was like, oh my gosh, I noticed that unique. And like that arm, by the way, is a hint. It's a hint towards the weirdness that we're going to behold. And watch Vati's latest video. I'm giving you a little bit of a spoiler warning because some of the things he talks about. So five, four, three, two, one. Okay. So he talks about the possibilities of uh, the, the young Lord and like what his blood relationship to you is and whether or not like the so uh, heretofore um, so far uh, undisclosed uh, death penalty, like the penalty for dying um, being about him, you know, like every time you die, maybe it saps away at the young Lord. So you want to avoid that. Maybe that's been not disclosed for a story reason so far. So I think there's going to, I think Vati's onto something that uh, we're going to see um, a lore reason for the, the non-disclosure of that, uh, of that mechanic in particular. So, so there you go. There's my little update for today. A little bit of a shorter episode, but, uh, but yeah, I hope you, I hope, yeah, just wherever you are, wherever you are in the world, if this finds you well, I really hope it does. And, um, yeah, make sure you're you're sticking sticking with it. Don't worry. Like we have heavily uh I won't even call them adult days. I'll just say like just heavy days. You know, in price in primary school we had heavy days then. In high school we had heavy days then. And today was a heavy day for me. So if you're having a heavy day, don't worry. There are lovely things outside of that heaviness and you can just like like breathe and drink water and chill because everything needs to change and i might leave you with a little why not this anecdote that uh, ray again as i mentioned my girlfriend um uh is personal business um professional uh life coach and um one thing i she told me about was this uh story about um people who are at a buddhist retreat and they or was being they were being teached by like a buddhist monk and the buddhist monk asked everyone in the room to relax to like find their most comfortable position and that's what he asked them to do. So everyone sort of like, and he's like, whatever position at all, if you want to splay, spread eagle, whatever. And he did. And after about 10 minutes, one person um, decided to, um, doing an episode. That's okay. Channel. I'll get ready soon. Absolutely. I love you. Um, and the, and what the bunk basically said is, yeah, get comfortable. After about 10 minutes, someone moved, you know, and the monk went up to him and said, what are you doing? And he's like, what? I'm just moving. He's like, yeah, but why did you move? It's it's uncomfortable. And he's like, why is it uncomfortable? You said you moved into your most comfortable position. Why are you moving? So the monk was trying to tell, tell him uh, or tell this person that, hey, yes, by the way, nothing, no matter how perfect it is, it'll always have a bit of discomfort and you just shift. And then guess what? After you shift, things improve. So there you go. That, that gives you the idea if you're looking at your life from a, you know, um, bird's eye view. Um, Yes, let's say you have 10 straight days, which is like, again, looking at the analogy, the equivalent is like lying down for 10 straight minutes. And then you have to move because it gets uncomfortable. And sometimes life will throw you a day, which is like, Ugh, you just have to shift and then you keep going. So it's like life is never out to get you or to punish you or anything. And I realized that today and I smiled a lot today because it was good to do that self-recognition that that particular job wasn't going to be because uh, yeah it was like a task that was offered and i was like no i'm good um and yeah and yeah embrace challenge embrace the things you love and sekiro is going to be awesome and i hope yeah this has been an, uh, a lovely day for the, for all of you out there and i will see you tomorrow take care everyone until next time bye for now